Hi there, friend. My name is John Werner. I used to be a part of the largest cult in the United States. After studying the Bible, Christian history, and ministry, I set my sights on confronting the problematic nature of white evangelicalism in the United States. In 2019, I published my first book as a first step in addressing the subtle issues of this complex system. This podcast will continue that work under the same title. Welcome to The Cult of Christianity. Hey guys, how's it going? Um, this episode is going to be quite a bit different. Uh, <laughs> nothing about this is going to go uh, according to plan. So uh, as uh, the loyal listeners, which apparently I have a handful, um, will have realized, uh, I haven't put out an episode for about three, four weeks now, something like that. Um, uh, at the beginning of August, I got in a very um, bad <laughs> car accident, and uh, I'm okay. Um, I ended up walking away with, um, aside from just you know little little glass scratches and bruises, um, I was able to walk away with nothing more than a stitched up face and a tiny little broken bone in my face. Um, otherwise I was, um, relatively okay. Lots of pain. (laughs) Um, won't try to be a hero there. It, uh, it was a lot of pain. And so I was definitely down for the count. Um, it hurt to talk for long periods of time, um, and walk around. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much done with all the pain, which is nice. Um, I'm still very stiff. So like tons of activity really does like wear me out. Um, but I'm a lot better in that regard. Um, I haven't gone back to work yet or anything. I'm not quite up for that. Um, so that's been tough. Um, additionally, I, uh, had my computer that I use to produce this podcast in the back of, um, my van when it was hit and it got, um, pretty wrecked, (laughs) um, like unusably destroyed. Um, I sent it to the manufacturer and we'll see when I can get it back um, and what the cost damage will be um, if they even can repair it. Um, it. It was an expensive thing. Um, and yeah, in the next few months, I'm just going to have to deal with a lot of financial backlash um, from the whole ordeal. Um Again, the good news is I didn't get hurt. Um, the other people involved didn't get hurt. Uh, it's all just a matter of working out money stuff, which is not fun. <laughs> um, but uh, we should we should be all right. Um, eventually, uh, I w- I would be lying if I if I said that this didn't um, set me back mentally um, and just kind of exhaust me. And one of the biggest bummers has been just putting this podcast on hold. Now, I was only going to do one more um, full episode before um, a season finale, which is now going to happen right now. <laughs> and when I originally envisioned the season finale, it was going to be much more um, fun. <laughs> and I'll try to make it fun still. But it was going to center around um, 
you know, I was hoping to have some of our, our regular friends on and we could kind of chit chat about um, just how the season went, you know, some some fun highlights and lowlights. Um, and uh, I'll, I'll still try to do a little bit of that um, on my own here. But just with all the chaos, I, I had no time to schedule anyone. Um, and uh, yeah, so. I'll offer a uh, tongue-in-cheek apology. Again, this is this is a very small operation, so I can only do what I can do. But what's been really um, surprising and and awesome is to to actually hear from listeners who noticed um, the podcast wasn't going out every week. Obviously, I can see um, like analytics and stats and see that like people are are coming back and tuning in week after week, and that's really cool. Um, you know, I, it means a lot to to have my vo- voice heard like that. Um, but I've I've even been getting some like longer messages about um, you know different people going through <sighs> different deconstruction experiences, different um, questions, and and really actually um, uh, describing the impact that this little podcast has had. And also, um, you know, some people have bought the book and read it and uh, had a lot of really nice things to say about it. Um, that's been cool. You know, um, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I don't ever want to get stuck in that kind of content creation trap of feeling like you have a relationship with your audience and like kind of having sort of a like unhealthy codependence on each other. Um, I think that's purposely, uh, a subculture of the internet that's really just designed to to get your money uh, some way or somehow, um, which will <laughs> is a good transition into the fact of uh, y'all should give me money. No, uh, I'm I'm half kidding. Um, you know, if you if you stick around to the end of every episode, I give a little spiel at the end talking about for as little as ninety nine cents a month, uh, you can help me do different things with the podcast, and that is true. Um, I'm actually, uh, I'll still have listener support um, button on my page um, in between seasons. The big announcement is there will be a season two, and I'm not sure what it'll look like yet, but this is, I'll, I'll pitch um, kind of what's next. I'll go ahead and do that now, and then we can spend the rest of the time reflecting on um, the things actually discussed it, uh, this this past season. Um for next year, uh, I want to have a lot more guests. Um, I personally enjoy the episodes with guests a lot more. Um, the monologues are fine, and I get to do a lot of nerdy research, but I prefer the the, the guest episodes because I think um, different perspectives kind of help move the conversation and actually show it to be a conversation, whereas a monologue is kind of just my opinions all the time. Um, so it'll probably be next season a lot more guest centric. I also want to have more guests that disagree with me. I really only had one guest that like staunchly disagreed with me this um, season. And while that that can create stress and tension um, and, you know, depending on the type of guest I get in the future can even create, um, a, you know, there's this whole concept of platforming. And I don't necessarily want to give people with toxic ideas more of a platform. But I don't really, I kind of tend to not view it that way because what I view this podcast as is um, kind of getting into the stuff that's unsaid. Um, and so 
even if I don't agree with something, um, and even if it hurts, <laughs> like I think it's it's toxic. Some um, what people will bring up, uh, you know, who are either evangelical or um, just differently minded than I am. Um, I still think it's worth having those kinds of people on, um, if for no other reason than to actually kind of expose um, the toxicity. Um, you know, no get no guest appearance is an endorsement um, of everything they they view. Um, so hopefully for next season, we'll be able to get some uh, more guests. I have reached out to some people, been really shocked with um, the replies I've gotten um, from some pretty high profile people. Um, most of them are, are do have busy schedules, um, but I have been in conversations with some really cool people um, uh, that I'm hoping to have on and some cool experts, too, that I can't wait to talk to. Um, let's see what else we got going on. So there's going to be more guests. Here's another thing. So Spotify slash Anchor, who y'all have heard me uh, shill ads for <laughs> um, a few times, they are trying to launch this new thing about subscription services. Now, I don't particularly like that people are being commodified and everyone needs everyone to subscribe to them. So it's not existential joy i feel talking about this um but what i do think is is perhaps good about it is with the listener support thing it's basically asking you for a donation um which there's a lot of good things to donate to and so you know asking for a donation for you just hearing me talk seems kind of silly um and i'm going to leave that open that you can still do that um if you if you want to but what I'd like to do is actually say, well, if you're going to give me money, I should probably give you a little more than just whatever I want. Um, it'll still be whatever I want because I'm not going to do something I don't want to do. Uh, but what it will be is just additional things that might be cool that you can either choose to pay for or not. So with all that said, my vision is for this version of the podcast where I have guests on and occasionally monologue, that's going to say the same. That's going to be free. That's going to be available in multiple spots, that's all good. But what I'm hoping to do is have additional, um, I'm trying to avoid the word content because every time I say the word content, it kind of makes me want to die. But that's what it is. I'm going to have more content. And what I'm hoping to do is get really niche and specific. So I'll see how I can tier it. I'm still learning about, uh, they literally released this just a couple days ago. Um, So I'll have more of a plan when season two rolls around. But what I'm hoping to do is kind of have uh, the free tier, one more tier, and then maybe one more tier. Um, and all it will be is basically if you pay money, you get to hear me um, be very specific with either like um, reacting, I guess, to different um, uh, articles written by Christians or podcasts released by Christians and kind of going through it step by step and problematizing it. Now, that that exercise won't be just for its own sake as you've probably picked up on by now if you're a regular listener is uh, what i'm trying to do when i'm um deconstructing things is not malicious i'm not trying to hurt anybody i'm not trying to say everyone else is wrong about everything what i'm trying to do is um point out systemic issues and address them so i'm hoping uh with that content it'll be a little bit more pinpoint and maybe help exemplify what I think are good rules um, for that practice. Because 
this is what usually happens. Um, Instagram, Twitter, whatever, will get a hold of something problematic and then start a thread on it. And sometimes there's really good succinct points made. Um, but the problem with succinct points is by nature, they're not nuanced, right? <laughs> like it's good to be succinct, but it's also good to be nuanced. And clearly my skill set is more on the nuance side of the spectrum. I'm not good at being succinct all the time. So basically you can pay more money um, and hopefully I'll be able, I'm not sure how it will work um, through Anchor. I'll have to uh, play around with it a little bit. But what I think I can do is have it so that if you pay more money, we can be in more of a conversation so people can send me stuff um, to react to. Um, some of y'all have already taken advantage of this feature that Anchor has where you can uh, basically call in, which is kind of cool. So you can kind of like old radio shows, you can call in and um, tell me stuff. Most of y'all have used that to either like uh, just communicate with me um, about general stuff. But if you want to actually call in on something and have it on the show, you can use that feature and I can drop it into the show, which is kind of cool. So um, hoping to use that feature more for maybe the subscription, uh, the subscriber level content. Um, but again, all of this is is kind of just looking forward and it might play out a little differently than I'm um, envisioning it now. But uh, this show will be free for as long as I can keep it free. Um, I don't really want to... I, I would love to make money doing the work I am doing but not, but I view the work I'm doing as more than just this podcast. Um, what I would love to do um, is do work with other people and and start something a little and start a cult. What I want to do is start the cult of John Werner. No, um, <laughs> what I what I do want to do, I ha- I have big visions that I'm not re- um, willing to reveal publicly yet. But if I could make money doing this um, sort of journalistic work, that at least that's how I view it. Um, I would love to do that. And I see this podcast as a way to um, to continue the discussion that needs to happen, certainly nationally and probably even internationally. So thanks for um, being patient, <laughs> not just with me not releasing episodes, but being patient with that big old long spiel. Now, uh, let's let's do more of the fun um, kind of navel gazing and, and reflect on on season one, shall we? Um, the first episode came out on Easter, um, and, which was just kind of a continuation, actually, of a joke, um, because the first podcast I was ever a guest on wasn't actually even a podcast. It was a radio show um, in L.A., and uh, the interviewers joked with me. They said, oh, you're releasing your book on Christmas because this was before my book had come out. And they said, that's funny. They're like, does the next book come out on Easter? And I thought that was a pretty good joke, um, just considering that it is it is kind of um, it's kind of jerkish, maybe, <laughs> for me to just uh, take the Christian holidays and, and uh, release my own stuff on it. But I thought that would be funny. So I had a goal. Um, I knew I wanted to do a podcast probably at the beginning of 20... Um, yeah, beginning of 2021, end of 2020. Um, and so I, uh, I've been, I've been throwing ideas around talking with people about it. What, what would be good? What wouldn't be? So I decided to release it. Um, I spent a lot of work on that first episode and thankfully that, um, that hard work had good results. It's still to date, uh, the most listened to episode, um, where really just, 
I think it's because people might be interested in um, my actual story. Um, and and I think people are really gravitated towards people's stories more than just their opinions. And that episode, I certainly um, share a lot of kind of my journey out of faith. And uh, I think that the reason people um, maybe gravitate towards that episode, aside from it just being the first one, is they can relate to it or, or maybe going through that process themselves. Um, and so that's cool. Um, and again, I, I, I did put a lot of work into it because I wanted to be very precise with what I was actually doing with this podcast. Um, I think there's a lot of misconceptions about what I'm the work I'm doing from people who either don't take the time to listen carefully to what I'm saying or just make assumptions without listening at all to begin with. Um, I've said it many times, I'm not actually out here to destroy Christianity. You know, this isn't <laughs> like those awful YouTube uh, clickbait titles where it's like, John Werner destroy- destroys Christianity in under three minutes. It's like, no, like I'm, I will never be that guy. I think it's pointless. I think it's a very silly thing we do as a society to just kind of embrace the uh, WWE of it all and, and try to root for uh, one team over the other. I'm not interested in that. Um, I'm interested in tackling real issues. Um, and I'm sure a lot of people uh, might say, well, what, then why do you say something inflammatory like a cult? And again, I'll just keep uh, harping back to the fact that um, cult is just an accurate word to describe white evangelicalism. Um, people are welcome to disagree with me on that, but I will stand by that probably till the day I die that where white evangelical is um, is right now it acts like a cult it controls it contains it converts um and it and it works hard to do that um in episode two i had uh, probably my favorite guest on i mean she's come on several times since uh my good friend lily and uh that's been awesome that episode did really well too um it, it was very casual conversation just kind of about early childhood stuff which I think really is the crux of a lot of um, where millennials are. Um, my my uh, listeners are, are overwhelmingly older and younger millennials. Um, and so uh, I think we can all relate to the amount of... We got a lot of indoctrination, not just religious, just in, uh, capitalist indoctrination. Um, you know, college will automatically get you a better job. Church will automatically make you uh, have a good family. Um, and so I think that that episode was really, really impactful for a lot of people. Um, and Lily is great and honest and vulnerable. Really appreciate her having, having her on, uh, for episode three, we talked about prayer, which is that like mindfulness, um, concept where I'm not actually anti-prayer if it's a therapeutic, um, positive spiritual practice for people. It's more how evangelicalism uses prayer as a way to manipulate and control people. Um, what what do we talk about next? I actually don't know that. So far, I was going off my head, and so three apparently is as far as I can get. So let me look this up. So when I typically do monologues, I I do a lot of prep work and uh, I basically write scripts for it. This one, I just plugged in a mic and started talking. Um, and it, I, <laughs> full transparency, this is the longest I've talked in a row. Um, for a bit and my jaw is hurting so we we won't call it fully recovered yet um, but on our way which is good so we went from um, prayer over to what do we talk about next we talked oh we talked about sermons and had Janae on 
um, which was awesome. Love Janae to death. Uh, that was really cool <laughs> for her to come on um, for for even a, a spot of time. She wasn't able to do the whole episode, but having her perspective was invaluable. Um, she's one of those people I will I, I just have so much respect for and felt lucky to go to the same school as her. On episode five, I had my good friend Ben from the Threads podcast on. Uh, that was a really fun podcast for me to be on, and uh, I was stoked when he was willing to come on mine um, months later, actually almost a year later, <laughs> um, and uh, it was really cool. Um, he's definitely one of those people that you um, like talking to because of how vulnerable he is. He doesn't hold anything back. He's just very honest, and uh, I appreciate honest people, especially when you can be honest in a public forum such as a podcast. Um, on episode six, I had uh, my good friend Chris on. Uh, me and Chris talk all the time, like almost once a week. And uh, honestly, his impact on just my my thinking has been huge. Um, it, it especially in this is very difficult to describe, but especially when it comes to um, I've always been a nuanced guy, but I've, I've been more nuanced in kind of an intellectual space. Chris has really helped me with my empathy. Um, I. I I am empathetic and in, in I'm a sensitive person in a lot of ways. Um, but he's able to kind of um, tell me the, or show me the positives of thinking empathetically um, first. And it, and it's really honestly helped me be a more moral person, I would say. So always glad to have him on. We just talked about music um, on that episode and uh, that episode um, did really well too. And I think that's because uh yeah, it's true. The worship wars, the what people listen to uh, music wise is really, really, really important to them. Um, now, the next episode might be my favorite episode of the season. And that was the patriarchy panel. It was also uh, I mean, I'm just so amazed there weren't more technical difficulties than there were. There were a few, you know, whatever setting up is setting up. But had three different guests on and it went so smoothly, um, shockingly smoothly <laughs> having three guests on all remote in four different locations. Uh, that was pretty intense, but not only was it intense that way talking about the patriarchy, I kind of went into it thinking again, more intellectually kind of didn't have my, um, empathy turned on all the way and thought of, and was thinking of it more, um, kind of from a historical, uh, basis, but, Having Amelia, who is is my literal best friend that I've known since I was two, on was just an absolute treat. Uh, Sierra joined Chris's wife, and she she honestly has just so many poignant points that um, I'm always glad when I can uh, help her voice get elevated because she's one of those voices that needs to be out there. Um, and then Lily came back. Uh, it was really cool. Those ladies had not really talked to each other other than like you know group texts or whatever, and. To see the chemistry they had, the balance they had. Um, it was a well-performed episode. I know that sounds kind of cringy to say, but it does uh, take a lot to speak publicly, um, even if it is recorded and edited. And they did it so well and made so many good points and were so kind to me as I <laughs> fumbled my way through um, deconstructing the patriarchy and how it interacts with uh, the church. And that episode by far is my favorite. It's probably like if I was going to ask my friends to listen to only one episode, it would probably be that, the patriarchy episode. Uh, for episode eight, I monologued about Christian um, classism. 
and was uh, reflecting on how money does play into church, which again, there's a certain sect of anti-theists that think that's the whole point of the Christian cult is just to make money. I tend to resist that and just say it's it, it can be about power and about control, but money might be the vehicle to get there, which again has a lot of parallels with capitalism. So um, those parallels with capitalism were discussed too. Uh, episode nine was an honor and a half. I got to speak to a former presidential candidate. Uh, Mark Charles came on and, um, you know, I've heard him on a lot of other podcasts and he certainly hit some of the points. But what was really cool is he was so honest with me and was willing to talk about things I haven't actually heard him talk about anywhere else. Um, so to have such a high profile, um, famous, I mean, literally famous uh, guest on um, and talk to me just like, I, you know, was another guy in the room was, uh, you know, really cool. And, uh, I'm ho- he, you know, I'm really hoping to have him back, uh, season two. Um, he has a lot of good stuff to say, so you should definitely buy his book, Unsettling Truths. Um, that was, that was, that was honestly one of the highlights of the year was having him on. Um, I'll talk about, uh, the mental health episode right after this break. Oh, yeah. Look, you could buy my book, you wanna buy my book, go buy my book, go to vernerbooks.com, yeah, yeah, go to vernerbooks.com, yeah, yeah, go buy my book and buy my book. If you go to vernerbooks.com, you can buy my book, you can buy my book, yeah. The Cult of Christianity, exclusively available on Amazon. You can search the cult of Christianity, how churches control, contain, and convert by John Verner, or you can go to VernerBooks.com. You can go to VernerBooks.com. Go to VernerBooks.com. Buy my book! Buy my book! Buy my book. So, episode 10 uh, talked about mental health, and this was a monologue, and... I remember when I wrote this and it was um, I was having a very bad week. Probably not the worst week I've had (laughs) this year. I've had some bad weeks, Um, but it was it was up there and just really, really struggling mentally. Um, And I I really didn't know what I wanted to do um, for the podcast. Um, At that point, I think they had caught up to me. Uh, When I first started, I was able to record um, quite a handful ahead of time and then slowly just with um i had a you know a little vacation for my birthday and then like some work stuff and so i got a little behind so i was i actually i think this was the the first of the trend of uh recording and releasing in the same week uh would not recommend (laughs) it's highly stressful especially when you um create the kind of content uh that i do now if you're if you're just like talking like I am now and that's your podcast you can probably manage it a little easier um but I do a lot of prep work and so uh I remember that week um I was I was very 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 low um and I kind of wanted to dwell in that energy for a mental health episode that wasn't my original plan um I originally planned on like uh you know mental health it's it's a quite the topic it's honestly um by the numbers like the thing people listen to on podcast um more than about anything else aside from like you know maybe true crime but like which you could argue is because of a fascination with mental uh health so 
um it's really buzzworded which i think is a problem um and i really wanted to avoid that and i think i did a good job of that because i tried to be really introspective about it um and relating it back to christianity was almost something i wanted to be organic and show how um show the realness to it because it's really easy to kind of put on your psychologist hat um, so to speak, and be like, well, religious trauma can cause these three types of things. It can cause trust issues. Here's how purity culture can cause trust issues. Here's how it can uh, cause body dysphoria. And then here's how uh, fundamentalism can force you into black and white thinking. And you just keep going and you and you kind of psychoanalyze everything. I really wanted to avoid that. One, I'm not qualified. And I think too many people on the internet think they're qualified to psychoanalyze every little thing. We can do some basic stuff and you can even take the stuff that you've learned in therapy and apply it. And that's all good stuff to do. I'm not going to um, bash anyone for for um, doing their journey that way. But what I will say is what I didn't want my episode to be is me trying to tell everyone uh, the psychology of how um, religious trauma can impact them. What I wanted to do is say, here's how my brain sucks. <laughs> and, and, you know, and here and uh, kind of explore that in light of my Christian background. Um, that that episode did about as well as the first two did. Um, people really seem to gravitate towards it. So thank you all to those who listened. It also makes me worried about y'all. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. And uh, I think one of the worst thing you can do when someone's uh, struggling is say, well, go get help somewhere else. Like, you know, yes, do it if you can. Sometimes the help is really hard to come by. So what I will say is stretch yourself a little bit when it comes to getting help. You don't have to do anything radical yet. I'm not going to uh, ever um, encourage a mandated therapy or anything like that. What I think, I don't think it's helpful. I think it, I think it, it's intimidating that way. And it doesn't actually do what we're, what the goal is. And the goal is for all of us to just get healthier. Um, mental health has um, become quite an epidemic. Um, I should say mental sickness has, has become quite a, uh, an epidemic. Um, people are more depressed and suicidal than ever. Um, people are, um, you know, uh, uh, having, um, you know, different are, are exhibiting traits, uh, of, of, you know, bipolar, borderline personality, obsessive compulsive, all these disorders and the disorders are starting to become normalized, which is the last thing you want to happen with disorders. Not because there's any stigma or shame in having a disorder, but because we want to be healthy, right? Like that we're not, we're, we shouldn't be proud of our sickness. <laughs> that's a, that's a, that's a bad thing to be. So um, if you're listening and you're, and you're struggling with mental health, um, there are resources out there, but, but you are absolutely free to reach out. Again, I'm at, I'm at the profile now. I'm not famous or anything that I can respond to a lot of, I can't respond to every message. There's actually more than I can handle. Um, for my own emotional sake, just because again, I'm not getting paid very much to do this. So uh, it's, it's kind of a matter of weighing what I can handle emotionally, what, what weight I can handle from my audience emotionally um, versus how much uh, I'm getting paid for that time. But which, which I'm hoping can open up maybe in the subscription model too, that I will be able to kind of have more direct contact um, with some of my audience if they're able to pay, you know, a dollar or $5 a month. Um, Again, it's it, it, if it's serious, though, I do want to hear it and I do want to reply to it. Um, and if it's critical, 
then I'm not really who you should be reaching out to. There are sources um, for when it's critical. Um, but it is hard to find resources for when it's not at that critical state and before it gets to that critical state. And um, I just want to say, uh, if I can help fill in that gap just a little bit, I will do my best to do that. Um, but hopefully you have other support systems and stuff. And that, that's really important. So stretch yourself when it comes to reaching out for help if you need it. Okay, um, moving right, right along. Episode 11. Uh, had Sierra back on to discuss monogamy. Again, <laughs> she just needs her own podcast. She does an excellent job. Um, I, I, I really did try to <laughs> gear the podcast towards her talking and me not because um, she had a lot of good things to share when it comes to kind of the um, prescribed monogamy culture of um, churches that is that is bad and and it's really honestly pointed out as bad by by people who are who are still in the cult um you know there's tons of people who are like i feel like i have no support if i'm single um they really do kind of enforce like one man one woman go get married go have kids um and that is very cultish you see it in cults all the time now most people when they think of cults they think of one dude having many wives that's certainly like kind of a kind of a trope that demonstrates power but really what the problem piece is, is not one man having many wives. The problem is, are you forcing something um, for a particular person or group's benefit? And uh, in Christianity, monogamy certainly benefits benefits their uh, power structure. So Sierra did a great job. I highly recommend that episode of, uh, of going into that. Episode 12, I had my friend uh, Holly on to talk about abuse, both physical um and emotional and spiritual and uh that was (laughs) that's a hard one to listen to um she's thankfully such a bubbly awesome personality that uh it still feels lighthearted enough discussing those horrible um tragedies that exist within christianity uh but um even the bubbliness (laughs) i mean it's still it still bums me out when i talk about when you kind of cross that threshold from uh talking about just the the systemic abuse, uh, abusive nature of uh, the cult of Christianity and start getting into specific abuses that are permitted within Christianity. It's a hair split distinction, but um, when you kind of cross a threshold of hitting someone uh, purposely lying to get a result and uh, using the Bible um, to further mentally strain people, um, it's it's the dark stuff that I think a lot of people are looking for actually when they kind of turn to turn to my podcast or turn to other stuff like it. They're like, Ooh, what dark deep secrets happened in there? Um, and again, I often try to point out that sometimes it's not so deep and dark. Sometimes it's very subtle and uh, we don't even realize it's abuse until it's too late and it's affected us. Um, but in that episode, we don't talk just about the subtle stuff. We, we do get into the uh, overt horrifying stuff. Um, and she's experienced a lot of it, but she was so honest and vulnerable, and that was a great episode. I had Chris back on for the next one, um, episode 13, to talk about homeschooling. That one was really cool, too. Um, we moved at a snail's pace, kind of <laughs> talking through the details, because that one is really tricky. Because um, I, I think if you've kind of escaped the cult of Christianity, um, you kind of instinctively know there's something kind of sinister about the way Christians homeschool. Um, but you really have to flesh out some details so you don't end up saying something that's inaccurate. Um, because homeschooling is not a- an automatic red flag, I wouldn't say. Um, but it certainly is used within Christianity to be a very, very bad thing. 
Um, for episode 14, Lily came back and I had a really cool guest, um, Rachel, on. She uh, She's from the Over the Rainbow podcast. Really good podcast for um, LGBTQIA plus issues. Um, for, for our purposes, we were focusing on kind of the Christian bigotry against um, LGBT folk. Um, and, and that one, it was very intellectualized, um, which can be maybe not always, um, can maybe be exhausting if you're, you know, have suffered bigotry for being queer. Um, but I think that was still really healthy way to do it because what we weren't trying to do is just get really depressed about the issue because it is very depressing, but also, um, discuss uh kind of the history of what that comes from or at least what's the narrative that got us to the point where now it seems like you have christian allies and christian non-allies and christian bigots and christians i don't know and and i think that's like a really weird stage we're in right now um but ultimately what i think it comes back to is just trying to control people and so Rachel was really, really good at um, kind of a, she's also from the UK. So it was really fun comparing like kind of American culture with um, UK culture. And and that was really, really cool. And hopefully I'll be able to work more with her in the future as well. Uh, <laughs> episode 15, I had Pastor Doug Ward on. Uh, Doug, if you're listening, thanks for coming on. But that was a tough episode for me. I'm not going to lie. Um, he He's he i will say he he was very gracious nice guy um not like a doesn't doesn't strike me as a bad person at all strikes me as a as a very um concerned person uh but he his and my worldview are very very far apart um and you can hear it in the podcast i mean especially towards the end he starts saying things that aren't even really directly related to christianity but are like certainly problematic and I kind of, again, when I'm hosting a podcast, I'm not going to be the guy who's like, John Burner destroys by doing this, blah, blah, blah. I, I, I think I do actually have that kind of instinct sometime. And I was working hard to suppress that instinct because, again, I want guests who disagree with me on. I don't want to just shoo them away. And uh, one thing I did like about him is he didn't do a lot of heart. I don't think he did any lying, which was really good. He, you know, a lot of pastors will kind of try to lie their way out of passages and make up um, historical context around it. That's just not true. Uh, he was really, really good at sticking to historical context when it came to um, scripture specifically. And I appreciated that about him and would definitely have another conversation with him. Um, even if, again, Doug, that was a tough one for me, man, just because we uh, have such different worldviews. But I think it's profitable to uh, have those discussions, even when it's tough. Uh, episode 16 talked about anti-theism versus militant theism. This nuance is maybe like one of the most important nuances of everything I talk about. Um, it sounds strange that it would be so important to me, but it really is. Anti-theism, atheism, those are two very different things. Agnosticism, atheism, two very different things. And uh, kind of like working through those terms, again, it kind of came late in the season, um, mostly because it's just such a technical thing. Um, but it is really important to realize that like, hey, there's problematic things about um, when about exiting the cult of Christianity. There, there's traps you can fall into and we don't want to fall into those traps. So when I focus on white evangelicalism as a cult, 
what I don't want to do is say, so let's make them all atheists. Let's make them all against Christianity. Let's make them all this. I actually am totally comfortable with someone saying I am a Christian who escaped the cult of Christianity um, because the cult is a very specific thing. Now, I personally am always, maybe not always, but uh, cannot see a world where I don't view Christianity as kind of the overarching umbrella that permits cult-like behavior. And so since it permits that cult-like behavior, it's somewhat problematic on its own. So I don't feel comfortable identifying as a Christian. But just because that's how I view it does not mean that's how everyone has to view it. And so that episode, I'm trying to kind of create that picture of militant theism needs to be condemned and uh, properly deconstructed and properly done away with. Um, But if there is a kind of theism, maybe a Christian theism, maybe a different kind of theism that works and doesn't oppress people and doesn't manipulate them and doesn't contain them and doesn't encourage them to convert others, if that kind of system can exist, uh, that's fine. But the militant theism is not fine. Episode uh, 17, I talked about shame and forgiveness. Uh, this one I worked on while while on vacation and was deeply, deeply uh, obsessed with this concept of shame, uh, I remember, uh, for that time. I think I was feeling some shame and maybe trying to kind of place it myself. Uh, I don't know, but I was really, really happy with the, the research I was able to do just talking about shame and forgiveness. Um, I, this is something I've actually talked with um, people who have left Christianity with. Uh, uh, I've talked about forgiveness with them quite a bit. Um, it's a really tough subject because when you're indoctrinated into <laughs> when you're indoctrinated into the belief that forgiveness is more important than anything, and then you're shown very little of of real forgiveness within that community, that is a really hard thing to process through uh, out the other end because you start wondering, okay, so is forgiveness kind of BS or is um, it important and does it look different uh were they just bad at showing forgiveness was that the good of christianity and i was just around bad christians or you know let's say you had a fine christian community um but you still ended up leaving because of the problematic behavior you still struggle with this concept of forgiveness because you're like well is is forgiveness an antithesis to justice you know um which is something that's very much in our uh, society a high goal right now is to be a just society so dealing with all of that post-christianity is very difficult and and really what you're dealing with there is shame right so uh i kind of wandered through those concepts and wanted to really land on the ultimate point that forgiving yourself is kind of what is really important not not because you know some people say that and it's like oh so you should just be selfish and care only about your own mental health journey I don't actually necessarily go all the way there. I just think forgiving yourself enables you to forgive others. I think it's really hard when you're holding on to things to be able to be a forgiving person, to be a compassionate person. I think you have to kind of have that self-compassion first. And trust me, I haven't figured all that out yet, um, which I make very clear in that episode. I'm like, I'm not quite sure I can handle this. Uh, The last episode of the season um, was not supposed to be the last episode of the season, but it ended up being it. Uh, It could have been um, the last episode of my life, which, um, yeah, I mean, the the car accident, again, I don't want to go into too many details, but I certainly could have died that night, Um, was probably uh, inches away from death. So 
would have been weird, right? For that to have been uh, the last recording that, you know, if I had died, people would have uh, listened to and been like, this is the last thing he said, you know, publicly or whatever. Would have been strange um, because it was a topic of ministry. I'm really talking about the predatory nature of Christian ministry that kind of um, it places conversion as more important to uh, as more important than like um, paying attention to people's needs. Uh, You know, Christian attitudes towards the poor um, or, um, you know, the inflated ego uh, and the confusion of emotional and spiritual needs that's really what ministry has become in Christianity. It ha- it's not about, um, you know, the kind of uh, Hollywoodified image of a of a minister of a church is someone who's basically a therapist who also helps, uh, you know, with the soup kitchens and and feeding feeding people and like blessing them. Like that's kind of the the I think the shtick of it all is it's like that's what the, as far as getting tax exemptions is that churches are doing this kind of work that needs to be done that the government couldn't possibly do the government couldn't possibly care about poor people that's not what the government's for and the church fills that role well that's highly idealized because if that was actually happening maybe it'd be okay to kind of just <laughs> let let other people help other people uh, but as discussed in that episode, that's really not what it is. It's really just conversionism. Um, ministry in white, even in the white evangelical cult, is conversionism. Uh, it looks different ways. Um, you know, it uses food as bait, maybe, um, and and uses service as bait. Um, and what it is not is it's not um, it's not actually serving people's needs. Uh, and it's very dark. And that those could have been my last words on this podcast. Um, <laughs> it's kind of dark. Um, but, you know, uh, I, I stand by it. You know, that's one of the things I had to reflect on just having kind of a near-death experience was, um, you know, am I okay with what I'm doing here? You know, is the work I'm doing um, something I can be proud of, something I can stand by? That if today was my last day, Am I okay that I have a book and a podcast that's main goal is calling white evangelicalism a cult over and over again and getting into the technicalities of how they're a cult and why they're a cult and why it's bad that they're a cult? And is that really what I want to, my life to be right now? And it's, it's actually a tougher question than I wish it was because it's definitely valuable. I, I don't think I have much hesitancy there. It is valuable for me to... Um, it's valuable for me to do the work I'm doing. Um, the, the, it's more of a question of how valuable is it to me? Uh, because um, I know it's helping people out there. Um, you know, I see I see y'all's messages and stuff and I appreciate it. Um, you know, but is it healthy to obsess over this topic? Is it kind of keeping me in the past? Am I, am I unable to say, you know what, I walked away, now let me do something else? And and that's where kind of the struggle comes because, you know, I have I didn't make a clean break with Christianity. It was an ugly breakup where I took out all of Christianity's stuff from his closet and, you know, threw it all like out on the street and started screaming at him and pointing at it like, look at all this stuff you kept hidden from me. You know, it, it's that metaphor. And uh, and I'm still doing it like I didn't quit doing it. And eventually you have to call that the crazy ex-girlfriend, right? 
so am I kind of that's the question I struggle with am I the kind of the crazy ex-girlfriend of Christianity who can't let go of the fact that okay that was an abusive uh, figure in your life and you need to move on um yeah so the thing is institutions are not are not the same as figureheads or or individuals so if I was maybe obsessing over a particular church, um, a lot of people actually do this with my former Bible college. Uh, a lot of people, I think, fall into the trap of obsessing about how bad that Bible college was, um, which is totally fine. There's a lot of crap they're allowed to talk and allowed allowed to deconstruct publicly and all that good stuff. There were some bad things. Um, and it's okay to do that for a certain period of time, but eventually you got to move on. College is four years. Uh the the particular campus that I went to doesn't exist anymore. Uh, that that Moody Bible Institute is probably not going to exist in twenty years. It's probably going to run out of money or get canceled because of their behavior. Um, so, you know, how much do you really want to fight them is kind of up to the individual. Um, but when it comes to something way more that has way more of a foothold in our society like white evangelicalism that does impact politics that does impact the way people view themselves whether they've actually even been in the church or just interacted with christians um i think it is worth doing because it is kind of warning people to stay away from it um because they're not hearing a lot of people say stay away from it they're hearing a lot of people say well it's up to you and it's up to you until the cult says it's not. And the way they're able to subtly grab people in and really make really um, good people make horrible decisions. Um, it's a uh, it's a bad thing. And so it's exhausting for me to engage with this. That's why I was going to record one more episode and then um, have a, have a season finale and then take a break. I'll still be recording some episodes, setting them up. I'll do be doing work on this. Um, but I need a break from the weekly schedule and <laughs> the Lord provided a week by hitting me with a truck. No, um, <laughs> no, I, the, I will say there were so many like Christian tropes that just kind of like, have been stuck in my brain that thankfully the only one that's really happened is some people have, you know, reached out and said, I'm praying for you. And as I discussed in the prayer episode, it's fine if people want to pray for me. I don't, I don't take offense at that. Um, I could definitely use money more than I could use prayer. That's a, that's just a reality of, of living on, in capitalism. But, um, but yeah, uh, you know, I, I, I need a break um, from, from the weekly schedule, but, I didn't want to leave y'all hanging too too much longer. I, I'm sorry I couldn't get this out sooner. Again, my jaw is in a good bit of pain right now. <laughs> so uh, I'm about ready to sign off. But thank y'all. Um, I don't think when I started this, I really thought it would do this well. I kind of wanted to just do something that I knew I would enjoy um, and that I'd be good at, you know. Um, and I've found that I'm better at this than I thought I was. And I've also found that people care about this more than I thought they would. Um, and that's that's positive news. And in a year, <laughs> a stretch of three years, but particularly this year, that's been very, very difficult for me um, mentally and emotionally. It's been really cool to see, um, to see that uh, I can still be, um, you know, um, helpful to people. Um, I, I get a lot of value in, in helping others. And, um, yeah, 
I just want to say thanks, uh, ultimately, that if you bothered to, you know, listen to any part of any episode, um, it, it means something to me. Um, it really does. So, again, uh, I'll, I'll throw up the normal sign-off thing about supporting the podcast. I'll, I'll have that turned on. Um, but starting next season, we're hopefully going to move into some sort of um, subscription model. Uh, that helps. But again, really could use your support. And uh, if I do see like an influx of funds from this, it'll it'll really encourage me to actually um, dive harder into this and be able to do cool projects that I really do want to do, like in my heart of hearts would kind of be my dream job type stuff to do. Um, so if you're able, again, I, I really don't like asking for money from anyone. But if you've enjoyed this, you know, a dollar a month might not seem like anything to you. It seems like a lot to me. Um, you know, if if every listener did a dollar a month uh, for, you know, a year, I would uh, be able to get out of a financial hole I'm currently in. I would be able to um, put money into equipment. And again, I do. My computer's busted. I'm recording this on a <laughs> I'm I'm using Anchor that can record on any device you could imagine. Uh, so my setup right now is rather interesting and not ideal. Um, but uh, I wanted to get this this one out uh, to recap what a what a good season it's been. Um, we've talked about a lot of good stuff, a lot of hard stuff, um, a lot of tragic stuff, um, but it's important. And uh, and you're important. I mean, you are. Uh, you know, I, I won't say you're 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 important to me on a on a in a way that isn't interactive necessarily. Um, but what is cool is uh, you don't have to interact, and and there's a sense of community and comfort I get from this experience. Um, so yeah, again, thank y'all. I don't know when season two will come out. I'm, the goal is by next Easter. Um, it could come out sooner. It could come out as soon as Christmas. Again, it's got to be Christmas or Easter, right? Uh, but, but my guess is that um, season two will start on on Easter, uh, and hopefully, we'll have a lot of cool guests, a lot of new stuff, maybe even uh, new levels of stuff. But thank you guys for real. This has been um, this has been fun um, for me, and it has also been really instrumental in my growth as both a human and as uh, someone who 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 cares about this a lot. Um, y'all stay safe out there, you know, wear your seatbelt. It can save your life. <laughs> um, and, uh, and make sure y'all treat each other well. Okay. Um, we're entering, um, uh, we're not entering, we've been in a phase of not treating each other well. So stand out from the crowd and treat everyone, um, treat everyone well, treat them how you'd want to be treated. Um, and yeah, thanks guys. Talk to y'all soon. If you wish to learn more about what's going on in my life or wish to purchase my book, go to vernerbooks.com. If you'd like to support this podcast, please continue to listen, follow, share, and consider supporting through the link in the show's notes. For as little as 99 cents a month, you can help me book guests, upgrade my production value, and start exciting projects. Thank you for listening, and remember to keep love in your life, hope in your heart, and searching in your soul.